I'm Abby, and this is We Have Notes, a podcast for the pop culture obsessed and the people who love them. It is very crazy to me that I have been doing this show for six months. Like, what? Uh, the time has seriously flown by, which is so cliche, but like, whatever. It's the truth. Um, I am having still so much fun. I hope you're still having fun listening. I, it's It's really like my favorite thing that I do. So I feel very lucky that like, honestly, anyone listens to it at all. So thank you. Um, for anyone who's new, I guess I uh, will allow myself to introduce myself. Isn't that what Austin Powers says? Uh, I'm Abby Gardner. I'm a writer. I'm a former magazine and digital editor from places like Jane, YM, Allure, uh, Marie Claire, Cosmo, Fashionista, I'm now a podcaster too. I am a person who consumes entirely too much culture. Uh, television, movies, music, podcasts, books, TikToks, Instagram, whatever it is. Uh, that's just who I am. It's who I've always been. A few years ago, at the behest of some friends who just were always asking me for recommendations and stuff, I started a newsletter called We Have Notes, which you can subscribe to for free. It's wehavenotes.substack.com. And then I spun it off into this podcast where I talk to myself sometimes like this, but um, usually to my friends and, and uh, former colleagues and other pop culture obsessives about stuff we're super into. And sometimes that's new stuff and it's old stuff and the conversations are meandering and occasionally chaotic. I mean, occasionally let's they're chaotic, but in the best possible way. And hopefully it's really fun. And hopefully it's like a little light spot in your week. Um, but before I get to my guests this week, that's right. Two guests, our first threesome, here we have notes. Because as you'll find, I also will be oft talking about things that are low-key horny or sexual. I'm a Scorpio. It's what we do. And then we say, it's a Scorpio. It's what we do. But before we get to those guests, I had a few quick notes on things that were like made me happy this week. One, Benifer. Which I do get in, we get into a conversation, a uh, more big picture conversation about Benefer later on in the show. But um, after we recorded, we got, we got new, very obviously staged, but no less wonderful paparazzi shots in New York City. JLo did the Global Citizens concert last weekend. They're, you know, they're doing fall in New York and bless them. They brought the show to New York City. I'm grateful for it. Again, it just makes me happy. I don't even care. Again, we're doing the thing where Ben is the funniest person, apparently, who's ever lived in terms of if you're looking at how hard people are laughing in these photos. And I do think Ben Affleck is humorous, but it doesn't matter. It doesn't matter. Thank you both. Thank you for your service. On a very, very separate uh, note, I binged Midnight Mass on Netflix. I'm really into it. So this is the latest like limited series from Mike Flanagan who did The Haunting of Hill House and then Bly Manor. 
I love I loved both of those. Hill House, I think I need to rewatch. I, I really love that so much. But in um, this new show, I'm not going to say too much. So like no spoilers or anything if you haven't watched or if you're in the middle of it. But I've just been thinking about it nonstop since I finished it. It's seven episodes. Um, Matt, it's so I'll set it up. And again, this is not like this is like all set up in the very beginning. Matt Saracen, you know, our beloved Matt Saracen of Friday Night Lights. I know he has a real name. It's Zach Gilford. Sorry, he's just Matt Saracen. So he's from this like remote, like fishing community that's like on an island very isolated very small he has like left to the big city he it the show starts he he gets in a drunk driving accident and he kills someone and he has to go to jail and then he's coming back to this island community moving back in with his parents um obviously like just deep in guilt about what he's done um this community is also like quite religious um there are a lot of what I would call like evangelical Catholics um, in this community, including his parents. Um, Henry Thomas is his dad. You'll see a lot of familiar faces from from Mike Flanagan's other shows. He likes to use a lot of the same actors, which is awesome because they're all really great in, in all the, the projects that they've done with him, in my opinion. But um, the there's he is also kind of like gone away from God he's kind of an atheist by the time he gets out of jail and so there's also around this time that he comes back there's a new youngish priest um Hamish Lickletter plays him and he's amazing um at least he's young compared to their old old priest and some weird stuff like kind of supernatural stuff starts happening um again not going to give too much away but I will say there is a scene with cats and birds that appears to have been pulled directly from the part of my brain that is labeled. Oh, fuck no. Like, I, ugh, I have, it's, I'm uncomfortable just thinking about it. But uh, that's all I'll say about that. So it's like the show is spooky and creepy. There's um, a character who's like very devout, who, I mean, I, I, First, I didn't quite recognize her, and then I was like, is that fucking Penny from Grey's Anatomy? Because I hate this person already, like, immediately just on seeing her face. It is Penny from Grey's Anatomy. Penny, who is part of the reason Derek's dead. And, but this, it works for this character in this show, but um, she's quite good. But, uh, yeah, Annabeth Gish. There's there's great people in the show. It's really good. But, again, it, there's it's spooky and it's creepy. I would I won't say it's as jump scary as like the other two shows especially like Hill House was much more frightening I think but it is you'll be Ill, Ill at ease and and you'll start to learn like why things are happening the way they are but I think more so the you know it's a commentary on religion really on evangelism I think um and how fucked religion can be and how twisted it can get in like the wrong hands or how it can be used to excuse horrible behavior how dangerous the spread of fanaticism is but it's not like binary it's really like a it feels like a conversation back and forth because it also doesn't ignore the comfort and and peace and community and solace that that people can find in faith and and it doesn't ignore that um it's 
it's really interesting. And it's also about like how to save yourself and guilt and grace and remorse and regret and addiction and forgiveness and redemption and grief and loss and death and trauma and, and grief and trauma are just an under underlying theme in like all of Mike Flanagan's work. It's something that has drawn me to it. And also just kind of horror and, and things of that genre in general. Um, that's always very interesting to me. So anyway, if you want to talk about the fucking cats <laughs> bird scene or any of these larger um, issues after you've watched this, like hit me up, slide into my DMS. I would love to talk about it uh, on, on a, this is again, these are like three very different vibes, but the other thing that got me really excited this week was the trailer for licorice pizza, which is the new film by Paul Thomas Anderson that's coming out at the end of November. If you know me in real life or have listened to the show or read the newsletter for long, I think it will be deeply unsurprising that PTA is one of my favorite directors and he's really back in his sweet spot with this movie. Um, his sweet spot being the seventies in the Valley and Honestly, you could have just said, Paul Thomas Anderson, 70s, Valley. And I'd be like, how much money do you want from me to see this film? But it, the trailer looks so good. It's got Alana Haim. We know I love the Haim sisters. But I'm she looks, it, she looks like she's going to be a great actress in this. Um, and then Philip Seymour Hoffman's son, Cooper, as the leads. Bradley Cooper as John Peters, the film producer who was like Barbara Streisand's boyfriend for a while. like. Yes, please, to that. Um, Maya Rudolph is in this movie. Obviously, she's incredible in everything she does. I would am very much looking forward to seeing what caftans she picks out for the inevitable award season run for this film. She also happens to be PTA's partner of the past basically two decades and mother of their children, which if you don't follow such things, maybe you didn't know that. But of course I did. And of course I was obsessed with... Paul Tuck Sanderson and Fiona Apple back in the day. Like, come on. That was like everything to me. But uh, there's already like, you know, there's going to be a killer soundtrack for this movie. Like it looks incredible. It's every, it's like the Venn diagram of my interest is like a circle and the circle is this movie. So I'm very, very excited about it. Check out the trailer. It, it uh, rolled out this week. It just, Oh God, it looks so good. Anyway, Enough of my rambling. Let's get to my conversation with my friends Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan, who you may know from the website they created, Go Fug Yourself, or their novels like The Royal We or The Air Affair. I am very lucky to call them my friends. And we have a really, really fun conversation. Basically, we said at the end, this is like what it's like to go out to dinner with the three of us, except we didn't have alcohol while we were recording this. So without further ado, my conversation with Heather and Jessica. I don't know if this week's guests realize it, but I definitely feel like I willed our friendship into existence via the old interwebs back in my fashionista days around 2009, which you may remember as a time when Twitter was extremely fun and considerably less toxic than it is today. 
But back then, the fashion crowd had really jumped all the way in, and we would tweet back and forth from Fashionista's account and my personal one, and I was simply delighted just to get a response because I had been a longtime admirer of Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan's work on Go Fug Yourself. They're witty and insightful and hilarious website that covers celebrity and runway, runway fashion in their own very unique and smart way. I mean, Fug Nation even has its own lexicon. But I didn't even know until later that my fangirling actually went back further than that because they used to write on one of my very favorite Dearly Departed websites, Television Without Pity. Needless to say, both Heather and Jessica also have encyclopedic knowledge of TV, movie, and pop culture references rattling around in their brains that I very much relate to. But that social media relationship soon grew into a real-life one and one that I treasure dearly. You may know these two as the Fug Girls, but I feel very lucky to call them my friends. And I so miss our twice-yearly New York Fashion Week dinners that we would supplement with a West Coast version anytime I was in L.A. for work. Honestly, I really want to be as good of a writer as Heather and Jess when I grow up. I love how distinctive yet totally complimentary their voices are to each other on their website, and I am deeply obsessed with their novels. From their YA ones like Spoiled and Messy to my beloved The Royal We, which I have read twice, and its sequel, The Air Affair, which I'm about to reread. They are truly just the best. I cannot wait to talk about some red carpet fashion and any other manner of topics with two of my most favorite people. Welcome, Heather Cox and Jessica Morgan. Thank Hi. you. You make us sound so cool. Like, I was going to say, that's, you like are cool. nicest, that's like the nicest intro I've ever gotten. I'm going to have you write my eulogy. Um, <laughs> yes. I will, please, hopefully won't be used for a very long yes, time. Yes, hopefully a long time from now. But <laughs> at this point, anything is possible. Right? right? You know what's I I had so many happy memories come flooding to me when you were talking about our fashion week dinners and then I realized that I am pretty sure that we met you for dinner the night Whitney Houston died and we told you yeah. she died because That's right. Well, we, it was during, I remember it was during Linsanity too because like the we were met at a restaurant Jessica and I had yeah. found out from a TMZ alert in the car in the cab that Whitney Houston had died and we were still scrambling and we get to the restaurant and we told you, and we were all just sitting there, and the whole restaurant's watching Jeremy Lin do his thing on TV. And I just remember a strange which being like, "Do you think any of them know? They don't know." <laughs> like we were just they like, don't know. "How they can don't they know possibly?" Whitney Houston is dead. Yeah. How can? And I, I love it's sports, a... but how can they possibly focus on Jeremy Lin right now when Whitney Houston is gone? It was. It was... I know. Well, that's the funny thing because we're all sports girls too. Like yeah. we are all fanatical sports people. And yeah, it just was like how, Lindsay, That was such a weird amalgam, like coming together of events it was like new york fashion week whitney houston died i was excited to see you guys lynn sanity was happening yeah. like new york was like the knicks are good and everyone's <laughs> like what you know like it was, so, it was happening about that. that was a crazy oh, night we yeah. also were the people who broke it to our cab driver yes oh. <laughs> our cab driver i think was a little bit like what <laughs> i know he was like wait what did you just say um yeah. Oh yeah. my gosh. What a time. Yeah, I took it to a dark to place alive. to start. I'm sorry. No, no. But that's because uh, honestly, that's like when I that night, I was also the night I met my other friend in person for the first time who was on here. And we were like, we always celebrate, like celebrate our friendship. But we're like, it's sad. But we can always know exactly the day we met in person the first time because it was the day Whitney used to die. <laughs> oh, it's a terrible marker of time. But I'm like, we'll be like, happy friend anniversary. Oh sad. my gosh. You know, <laughs> like it's, I will always love you. Bag. Snipple. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> there was like a there was a period of time where every time Heather and I would go out of town, a celebrity would die. Um, oh my gosh! Yeah, like we filmed a show in Canada um, for one week in Ottawa, 
in January, which by the way, Ottawa in January is very cold. Um, and it was really fun. It was a super fun, like fashion show that didn't end up going anywhere, but, um, Heath Ledger died while we were there. And then we came to fashion week and then Anna Nicole Smith died. And I was like, what is happening? Like, Yes, we were on a this plane is, when like a Alexander lot. McQueen oh, died. Oh, yeah. We were oh on a plane gosh. to, well, I think maybe to Fashion, fashion Week. Yeah. Um, we're dangerous. And what so it's a good thing that we're grounded right now. and cursed do you have? Yeah. <laughs> like, the world does not want us going places. Oh, Prince died oh while we goodness. were in England. That's right. Yeah, it's for oh the gosh. best that we're at home, obviously, because yeah. clearly were you was rec- Were you in England? Was that when you were researching for Royal Wee? It was, I think it was when that we were, been then? was it when we were researching? It might've been on the, I think it was the Queen's 90th. So I think oh, we were on, oh, okay. I remember writing a post about on it assignment. while we were on a train somewhere. <laughs> okay. Um, so yeah. Oh my gosh. It's funny how all of my, yes. mem- like, what was I doing at the time that happened? Oh, I was typing a post about it. Like it, so many of my memories are anchored <laughs> to a work, <laughs> a work <Yeah>. peg. <laughs> so it's, it's well, it's before we weird. like dive in. Yeah, I know. Cause honestly, we just like New York fashion week did just happen again. The Met happened in September. Um, the Emmys just happened. Like there was. I mean, you guys have, I mean, first of all, for people who, I think a lot of people who listen to this show probably read your website, but for those who don't, how would you describe Go Fog Yourself to people who haven't seen it before? Um, The professional explanation we give when we have to reach out to people (laughs) is it's not as body as the name suggests. (laughs) Yeah. Um, I promise. (laughs) You know, when you're like, would we have, would we have lasted as long without a catchy name? I don't know, but the name has definitely been an issue sometimes in the past. And so you sort of always want to be like, yes, it's, you know, we, we love a pun, but I promise our content is a little cleaner than that. I don't know, Justin, we, we usually say we're kind of a, a barbed, a barbed look at celebrity fashion. Yeah. I think we just basically say that we kind of like cover the good, the bad, the ugly of celebrity red carpet fashion basically is like the short elevator yeah that's it I mean that's what I would say too um and and with like a real you guys are really really like writers and commentary you know like your the writing is so funny and strong and then the analysis is too um from everything from like the ways like diving into the way a look might have come together with a stylist and a you know like the whole team and all of it but also just always makes me laugh thank you it always makes me laugh I mean yeah I think the goal is kind of like Remember back in the day when you used to hang out with your friends and watch the Oscars and like watch the red carpet together and just sort of have like a cash conversation about like, oh, what is she wearing? Oh, my God, she looks great. Or like, wow, I don't like those pants. Um, Yeah. That's kind of what we're trying to recreate on the Internet. Yeah, it's great. And you guys have built such a there's like I mean, Fug Nation is like a real thing. Like it's a real community. And it's actually one of the communities that doesn't feel horrible on the internet it's like a place that feels like a nice place like if you like it is yours is one of the few websites I don't read them always but like I will like be like oh I want to see what everyone's saying in the comments and it'll be like an actual conversation which is very nice and not oft found on Thank online you. yeah these we days. got really lucky with our readers and we we really you know we try and obviously some days go better than others with stuff like that sure and even with us like sure. there's days when we step in it and it's like oh shoot I shouldn't have said it that way they're they're right about that or you know we mess up a pronoun on sure. somebody and it's like damn it you know but um you know we're really we have a really cool readership and I think one of my favorite posts yeah. which we actually should do again because we haven't done it in a while was um every so often we'll just put up a post that's like just brag about yourself because 
there's yeah. so many influences in life that are telling people, no, you have to be humble. You can't, and especially women and our, our yeah. readership is predominantly female. Um, that it's like, um, you know, you're not supposed to brag yourself up. You're not supposed to talk about your accomplishments. You're not supposed to like pat yourself on the back somehow. Like there's this, mo oh, be modest downplay and forget that. So we put up a post that was yeah. like, just talk about how rad you are. Like, what are you working on right now? That's making you really proud. Like, is anything going on in your life? That's giving you a real boost and you feel like maybe you can't brag about it in your real life or you want to, but you want to do a dry run first. And people just go in and they're like, well, actually, I mean, there's the number of people in cool professions that read our yeah. website. We're so blessed. And then, so when they share about themselves, that's my favorite day is because you just get hundreds of comments of people being like, you know, talking about the neurosurgery they were doing. And you're just like, oh, right? yes, <laughs> you are. You're like, I finished my thesis or my PhD thesis that I've been working on for six years. And you're like, fuck, yeah, that's awesome. Um, yeah, we have, we have a reader who literally won the Nobel Peace Prize, which I feel like is, <gasps> that is so dope. <laughs> I know Beatrice Finn is her name. She's the um, executive director of the International Campaign to Abolish Nuclear Weapons. She won Holy the Nobel shit. Peace Prize in 2017. Yeah. Is that amazing? That's incredible. I know. That's what I always say. And she will hear this at some point. Uh, my friend Aaron from college, who is like literally like a neuroscientist, but also likes to talk to me like about Benefer non-cellular wheel text about. And I'm just like, I feel validated that like someone as brilliant as you like also cares about this thing that I care about yeah. and like likes to read, you know, like I'm like. Yeah, like it's it's not brain science. It's like she it is for her because yeah. she's literally studying the brain. And I feel cool and smart that I have a friend and a listener and a reader who like does that. Yes. Like how cool Nobel Peace Prize. That's I know, so is that amazing? amazing. When she tweeted so us incredible. about that, I was like, Oh my God, I'm so proud of you. Like you're Yeah, well that's the thing. Yeah. It is it, it is a real community because you guys have had the site for so long and it's like grown into like a place that I think like women smart women of all different types and like you said it's it's mostly women that's why I say that that it's not only women but um can go and like read something smart about something that some people think is frivolous but isn't and is a huge business fashion is a huge yeah. business uh -huh. celebrity fashion uh -huh. is a huge business um but also can be like amused and also then if they want to dig into the comments they can like hang out with this other group of internet friends and I don't know it's fun and I think you guys just do it in such a smart way and I've told you this before but also I think the way you've handled like the past 18 months which when events went away basically yes. yeah um which you know i mean and not that we all haven't heard talking about pivots but like really i mean you're everything most of what you cover just disappeared like with a like thanos mm -hmm. snap yeah and you guys still produce like an amazing website every day that i Thank loved you. reading and i think that people found a lot of solace in because it was like the flashbacks and the rewinds and like this day in history it was such a fun and smart way thank you that you guys handled it you know it's funny we kind of talk about how we describe the website to people and sometimes one of the ways that we will even if we're just sort of joking with each other is that like somebody has to create procrastinatory material for the neurosurgeons and all those people yes. who are on their feet at surgery for, you know, however long, and then they need to just come and unplug and read something, or sorry, they need to come and unwind and read something that lets them use a different part of their brain. But also, yes, you know, they're, you know, we would, you do get the occasional comment from people or on Twitter or wherever else that's like, how don't you ever feel, don't, don't you think you should be caring about more important things right now? And 
And it's like, well, but I can. Like, I, I can use the different parts yeah. of me to care about. I can pay attention to the election, and I can pay attention to COVID, and I can pay attention to Afghanistan while also paying attention to pop culture and fashion and art and all that stuff. And, yeah, sometimes you just also want to have a conversation about Benefer, and that's okay. There's nothing wrong yeah. with that. Like, it's okay. It's, it's it's okay for us to contain multitudes, and it doesn't mean that you're not exactly. a serious or interesting person if you want to talk about um, Harry Styles and Olivia Wilde for half an hour. It's okay. <laughs> like, yeah, let's normalize totally that. It's okay fine. to have all these. It's like how it's like how can you care about being taken seriously and wear lipstick? Like if you're a professional woman, yeah. and it's like why can I not want to wear how makeup? How can we ever handle that? How can our little person? brains? Yes, exactly. Like caring about how you look doesn't make you an un, an unserious person and you know, being interested exactly. in what other choices other people are making doesn't make you an unserious person. And then it's, it's, so it's, it's been an interesting time for that too, where it's like, no, we're going to keep doing this because we can, we all, not only can we all focus on other things, but like, my God, I need to focus on something else right now. Yes. I need something. I need to, to something to write and something to do and people need something to read. And, and like, we're all kind of in this together. And that was our little, how our little corner of the internet, I think just sort of, we all dragged each other through as best we could but also it's, like exactly at the on another level like it's also our job like yeah I don't think Heather and I I mean it was an interesting it has been an interesting time because I don't think any of us thought we would be in the pandemic as long as we have been sure um or at the very least we didn't want to believe it so I really do think that when you know events stopped happening I really did kind of think oh well you know we're just gonna do like flashbacks for a month and then it's back to business Right. Um, but then it was not back to business. So we did sort of have to figure out a way just from like the most practical, I got to pay my rent level. Like, right. I guess we got to keep this boat afloat and how are we going to do that? So yeah, we did like a lot of flashbacks. It was, some of it was, it, this is what I say. Like I really enjoyed writing a lot of our flashback posts of like, let's look at this premiere from 2004. Mm-hmm. Um, or like this day in history in 1971, Vanessa Redgrave wore crazy pants. Um, I really enjoyed writing them, even though I was really unhappy about the reason I had to write them. Right. So hopefully people enjoyed it as well. But yeah, it's been it's been an interesting time, I think, for everyone who creates content that's about celebrities. Yeah. Honestly. Yeah. Well, yeah, and it's it was great. I think like for anyone who cares a little bit about like the really deep cuts of ha- fashion history and like seeing stuff you might not have ever seen before and then the nostalgia part of like oh my god, all those tops. I love when you cuz we're of the same generation. And like I love when you're just like I don't know if you guys understand the importance of the going out top <laughs> well, yeah. and like everything and I'm like and it's like that's how all of our friends referred to it no matter where what part of the country you came from and it was before we were all on social media and it's just like yeah you guys like the going out top and this was the going out top of 2002 and we all had it or a version of it or these leather seven pants or the you know like that was like the period from our like young post-college years and like revisiting (laughs) some of those styles which are coming back some that are good and some that are bad but it was just like, oh man, God, did I love those Foley and Karina pants with like the low waist and like oh the God. big wide leather belt type thing at the top. Yep, and like kitten heeled Steve Madden slides. Oh yeah, and yeah, and all that I was, stuff. I, I outright refused a kitten heel then 
and I will refuse it until the day I die. It's one of those I was like, I did not do a fucking nap dress. <laughs> yes. Never did a kitten heel. I like stand firm in certain things because kitten heels, like I get it. Again, everyone should wear what they want to wear. And if they make you happy, I am not here to yuck your yum. But I, Abby Gardner, cannot suffer a kitten heel. And I do I not a, enjoy them. I had a pair of kitten heels in like 2002 maybe. I loved them. They were so uncomfortable. And they were not just kitten heels, but they were a, a flip-flop kitten heel. Yes. And they were plastic. And every time the kitten Remember heel- Remember those Seagerson Morrison ones? Yes. I'm sure they were a knockoff of them. And every time I would get the kitten heel caught in like a subway grate or a sidewalk crack- Yeah. It would be literal agony to rip my feet out of it because they were a flip-flop- I was in excruciating pain every time I wore them. The heel would get caught in the holes at the hem of my um, true religion boot cut jeans. Yes, yes. That happened to me once, and I literally fell on my face and broke my hand going into work. Like, fashion is dangerous. And when I see these kids today, kids today, like, wow, I'm, yeah. I am 46, so that's fair. Like, you know, these kind of, like, long real long hems on their jeans or back. And I'm thinking, you look cute. Be careful. Those pants yeah. are dangerous. They're dangerous. I'm very clumsy too. And I love a long, a long. Yeah. Time. Gotta be careful. Every time when I, when I know when someone wears one on the red carpet and one of he's like, Oh no. And I'm like, I love it, but they are dangerous. And as a person who has broken a hand and a foot, um, the foot was watching a football game. Right. The hand was, I slid on black ice in a motorcycle boot coming out of the subway after work one day and broke the hand. So that was, yeah. Like, and again, probably shouldn't have been in like a motorcycle boot in icy February in New York. I should have right, been in like a, win- a proper boot, like a winter boot. <laughs> yeah, like, you looked cute. I did. I did. But yeah, I, like the, you get the heel caught in those, the bottom of those pants. You're going down. You're down. You're down. But I was, um. I think it was on Instagram. Uh, someone was saying that she is glad. I can't remember who it was. Of course, she was like, "I'm glad I'm not at Fashion Week right now because every time I went to Fashion Week, I'd feel terrible about my outfit." And I remember thinking, "Yeah, I was always kind of grateful that no one was paying any attention to what Heather and I were wearing." Um, but yeah. I, I would sort of, you know, your comment about the motorcycle boot reminded me that, like, going to Fashion Week, you would always see women. Who did not have to walk to the subway? They were getting a ride. Um, yeah, like plop out in like very little inappropriate for February shoes, and I would be wearing like, you know, Shirley line LL Bean boots. So like not the height yeah. of fashion at all. And I think, wow, well, she looks good. February <laughs> was rough. I mean, February Fashion Week is rough, and when you really are like what we were all having to do, and I did get to pop in somebody's car sometimes, like depending on who from the magazine or whatever was there. But when you're just really running around, especially like a fashionista not having car service, like you're literally running all over the city. And in February, it's disgusting. And we were there for several Arctic vortexes. So that was fun. Oh my God. I remember going on my break one time, we we had a show down by the water or in Chelsea or whatever. And I was waiting like killing time between shows like I had an hour between you know that really awkward hour and a half yeah like hour yes between shows. yes so I went to Chelsea Market and they were selling puffer coats someone was selling like cheap puffer coats there and I was like oh yes this is happening because my wool coat is not doing it and I can't do right. live like this anymore and so I bought a coat in between fashion shows and then had to go to the next show where I didn't have a seat 
I had my bag. I had the shopping bag that had my old coat in right. it. And I was wearing the new right. coat. And then I had my purse over my arm and I had my tape recorder out and was trying to interview people. And I'm sure somebody was and like, you're like, I'm sorry, sweating. who are you with? <laughs> because you don't look like, you look like you just came in off the street. Um, <laughs> well, that's, that's the glamour of fashion week, you guys. It's not, uh, you know, but also that thing of, um, and it's like wintertime in New York, but you're so bundled up because you have to be schlepping around outside to get to the subway or whatever, or you might just be walking 20 blocks or whatever. And then you're sweating, but you have to have the big coat on. And so then you get to the place and you're like covered in this film of like a very specific like winter sweat. And I'm just yes. Yes. and like I'm so I, disgusting. And like I'm fine with not having a seat. I'm not fancy, but like when you have to drop like it meant I couldn't put my stuff anywhere and take my coat right. off to then go try and like eavesdrop or interview. So then is when you're really like, that's like the extra. So it's like, I have all these bags. I think I, I remember interviewing Emmy Rossum and I was just like, I'm sorry about this. I had to buy a new coat. I was just going to say, it was like it was Emmy Rossum or like Jamie Lynn Sigler. Or, yeah. And you're like, yeah, I apologize for how I look right now. But it's, I'm, but it's funny because we, I remember every fashion week, we would start out with the best of intentions about like, okay, oh, yeah. this is because I work from home. It's like, this is where I dress up a little bit and I bring my heels or whatever. And then after about three days, it's yeah. like, oh my God, I don't care. And we would just slept everywhere. And pretty much everybody else was doing the same. So you'd get, you know, the Vogue editors and you'd get the the EICs of other publications that had to look important and fancy and you'd get these celebrities. And then every other journalist there was just like, oh my God, whatever. Like I'm wearing three scarves and a wool hat. I'm tired. <laughs> like, <laughs> yeah, exactly. Exactly. Because you're like, I'm just working. Like I, yes, I'm looking at the clothes and that's part of my work, but like, um, yeah, it's it's like the the back end of Fashion Week that I think people talk about a little bit more now, but like because there's just more footage of everything and whatever. But like, um, so you guys obviously didn't go to Fashion Week this year, but we did have Fashion Week. Yes. Like, what were your impressions? What does anything stand out? Like, you guys cover it on the site, obviously, like the the collections because you guys talk about obviously big red carpet events, small red carpet events, celebrities out and about, but also the shows and kind of like sometimes I love I love when you guess who's gonna wear a certain look and you're like yeah, I can fine. see this this is a Lapita look or this is a I love that because then you guys are right a bunch of times too. it's so satisfying to be right um, yes I'm like oh my god I called it but then sometimes I'll be like I know I predicted this for someone and I'll go back and the the slide I wrote would be like someone will wear this and I'll be like yes someone <laughs> did wear it Jessica like you could have picked a it's a win it's a win um, I'll take it um, that counts. I think this fashion week in New York, obviously I haven't really looked at London yet. Um, yeah, me either. It was actually really pretty. Like a lot of the stuff yeah. I'd look at and I'd be like, oh my God, this person did beautiful work. Like I thought Brandon Maxwell's show was really, mm -hmm. really pretty. It was like a vacation. Um, Jason Wu I thought was really pretty. Oscar De La Renta I actually always love, but I thought it was beautiful. Um, I thought a lot of it was really beautiful. Which was a nice surprise. Yeah, Michael Kors was really nice. Oh, I mean, I, 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 Michael Kors is usually lovely, at least to some extent. But I, I was, maybe I was just like I, in the mood to see fashion again. But I, I agree with you. I think it was, um, I enjoyed looking through yeah. everything. I felt like for me, it was a lot of like pretty stuff, but nothing that I felt really very memorable to me individually. Yeah. But yeah, in I'll a way that. that was okay. Like, I don't know. I actually, because, you know, people, I was interested in the ways that they tried to keep fashion shows or collections, at least alive during the pandemic when they weren't doing shows. And so you would get these sort of digital 
digital shows and people would make movies or they and they would they were they were being more creative with photography and I actually really enjoyed some of that even yeah. though I know that a runway show I mean I'm not at the show regardless so I'm, I'm looking at pictures anyway so I was like oh I think I felt like people were digging really deep in an interesting way during the pandemic and this to me felt a little bit like oh we're back but we're not we are kind of but like we're not as back as we thought we were gonna be everyone like yeah so it sort of felt a little more like here's just some pretty stuff like everybody which is completely fine but I don't know if I'll remember any of it a couple yeah it wasn't like directional yeah like it didn't feel and not that New York is always the most directional place but certain people certain people are but yeah um yeah maybe it was just like here's some clothes that we think actually might sell yeah, That's except for Jeremy Scott, like, who did that whole like baby lady thing, which I was like, I oh, yeah. never hated a phrase more than baby lady. <laughs> like, baby lady, like my skin just like, oh God, I just wanted to crawl out of my skin when you yes. said Yes, like every he time I, I said this on their website, this, I was like, though. every time I read the words baby lady, I Ugh. hear it in a Jerry Lewis voice for some reason, like baby lady. <laughs> <laughs> that is so perfect. Nothing worse than that when you're trying to cover fashion and just Jerry Lewis is sitting on your shoulder. Uh. He did get a lot of press for Baby Lady, though. He sure did. You know, if that was the, if all news is good news, then great. All press is good press. But yeah. yeah, I agree. I, the Jerry I Lewis Baby collection Lady. will go down in infinite. <laughs> yeah, the Gen Z. I heard Gen Z is super big on Jerry Lewis. Yes. Yes, he's back in a big way. He's super, oh super hot for They've, they've skipped over his problematic parts and are just... Right. Yes, it's Cinderella for everybody this winter. <laughs> <laughs> oh, my God. Uh, uh, <laughs> that's hilarious. Oh, my God. Yeah, I mean... Somewhere there's Maybe a 20-year-old who's like, what? <laughs> I know. Get on Wikipedia, What are these old ladies talking about? Are they allowed right. to look at fashion anymore? Oh. But yeah, it was it was an interesting uh, it was an interesting New York. I, but I think it was like a nice toe back in the water. And I really I was I will say I totally I did like Jason Wu a lot. And it and coming his uh, show yeah. coming out as it did after the Met, where he was absent. Um, yeah, really made. So let's me talk about that. Him. That's a perfect transition. And he had because... two outfits at the Emmys that I know of. Yes, um, and only and none at the Met. And I don't know if you think that I mean it's possible that because of the pandemic or because they were next to each other and they're not usually that maybe there were people who weren't at the Met because they were designing for the Emmys. But don't you think you would design for the Met? <laughs> like, anyway? I, I would think so. Like, I think that for, yeah, let's talk about the Met because it kind of New York fashion. I mean, the, the Met obviously usually happens in May for anyone who doesn't know the Met Gala, like is a huge fundraiser for the Costume Institute and, you know, is, controlled by Vogue and Anna Winter and it usually happens in May but it obviously didn't and they so they had it kind of to bookend like New York Fashion Week and it the, the there's always a theme and the theme was um, what was it the American lexicon yeah like, word was, salad American lexicon semicolon something 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 like yeah yeah you know, I've had to look it, it wasn't like time. I mean, sometimes it's something that really, like, I mean, it can go awry by what people do with it. Oh, but I yeah. think, like, no, notes on camp is something I'm interested in, and I'm interested to see how people fuck it up, yes. too. and, but like, like, fashion and the Catholic <laughs> imagination. I remember that title yeah. really clearly. But this one, I was like, lexicon, America, things, words, So, clothes. and you guys pointed this out a lot on, on in your coverage, and everyone should go check out. There's, like, intensive coverage of all of these um, Fashion Week and, and the Emmys and, and the Met. 
But like, I absolutely agree with you that I was shocked to see so few American designers and some very important ones not really yeah. represented or if they were represented not on big names yeah i mean the fact that there was no one wearing mark jacobs is wild like, what the to f- me that's wild yeah. is anna mad at mark he didn't show in new york i don't think he did not has he recently i don't know yeah i don't know there's it feels like something's took, going on he took some time off but like to my feeling is and a lot of people said this as well it's like a bummer that I think so much of the Met red carpet now is financially driven. So obviously you have to buy a, a table to attend the Met Gala or be the guest of someone at a table and the tables are like 30 grand. Um, but you know, there's a lot of people attending this and someone could have worn more vintage than we saw. We saw like no vintage hardly, um, which I thought was really disappointing. And I think that, like, where's my 70s Calvin Klein? Exactly. Like, oh, what's happening? No one wore Calvin. Where is, like, Marc Jacobs' debut collection or something? Like, what? Yeah, like, where's Even the if Perry Ellis Grunge collection? Yes. Exactly. Like, if you're taking time like, off, if you're, if you don't have the production means or whatever, like, Zach Posen's line doesn't exist anymore, and he did a thing for Debbie Harry. Like, someone could have gone archival for this and been like, this was a really I mean, influential the 90s- collection in the conversation about American fashion, and it was a turning point yeah. for American fashion. Like, it should be represented here. No yeah. one wearing that grunge collection that he did for Perry Ellis. Is when the 90s like are crime. everywhere? I know. What are we doing? It's wild. It, and it's so that I think it's just because half of these celebrities, if not more, are contractually beholden to yeah. a large European design firm. And so like Jennifer Connelly, who was not there, so I'm just pulling that out of my, out of the air due to the fact that she just wore a very boring Louis Vuitton outfit to the Emmys. So she sure did. <laughs> it literally is just something that like someone at Louis Vuitton pulled it off the front of a rolling rack and sent it to her. And she looked fine because she's Jennifer Connelly, but it's so boring. And honestly, LV is doing some interesting custom stuff. So this is not a good example all the way around. But like the fact that people. All right, let me take someone who was actually at the Met. Kristen Stewart is in a deal with Chanel. So Kristen Stewart has to wear Chanel to everything. She looked fine. But like Kristen Stewart in vintage Marc Jacobs would have been <gasps> rad. A dream. A dream. What are you guys doing? Like that would have been incredibly cool. It would have fit completely with her aesthetic. She would have gotten so much press for it. The fact that she instead was wearing like a pink Chanel top is criminal to me. Crazy. Yes. And I think, and that's the thing is there's, there's also room for like Lupita is the great example of a non-American designer. She wore Versace yes. taking an American influence and creating something out of it. So she basically made Lupita this gorgeous denim dress with pleats in it and cool. And there was a detachable wrap that could to go around her shoulders. It was two tones of denim. Um, It was exquisitely done. And even though I know denim at heart isn't American, it is certainly associated with America very heavily, especially in the designer jeans craze. And so you're like, well, that is a foreign designer looking at American fashion and having a conversation with it in a way that, Right. Would it have killed Chanel to do that? Oh, but Chanel's priority apparently is just being Chanel. So no. But like, so Donatella, I think gets an A plus for, for that. Yes. But like, but then you think you look, you stand back and exactly as you said, why wasn't Calvin Klein doing that? Why Calvin Klein there started no the designer jeans craze? Like nobody, nope. They weren't even there. And, but like, it's, it's nuts to me. And, and everyone's like, well, why every other year, just because it's the theme, does it have to be? And it's like, no, but 
those are some of the people who were having those initial conversations within American fashion. And you kind of feel like they ought to be represented. Like that's the, it's the, it's mind boggling. If it's the American lexicon, if that's fashion, then like, how can you not have Calvin Klein there? Like, how can you not? And whether it's new or old, I mean, frankly, I think the vintage thing is the way to go. It also makes, it also gets into like sustainability and, and all these things that like are becoming, you know, more part of the conversation, but like, who doesn't want to see some like old Donna Karen or like, I know. And all these it's people no have archives or all these people. No can, one, it's strange No one gets to me. paid for that. No one gets paid to wear vintage Donna Karen. Like why wasn't right Rihanna wearing end. like something with off white that they created that has that, like, I feel like that would have been an incredible pairing and yeah. made a really intelligent fashion statement about, you know, any number of things that, that they do street style, but like, <laughs> well, and someone else pointed out that Rihanna's um, coat really reminded them of the, I'm going to mispronounce this because I've only seen it in writing norma kamali is that right yeah that's her her um sleeping bag coat and i thought i was like oh that's really true but she could have just worn a sleeping bag coat right and that was luck i think because like so many of these designers just sent stuff that was from their collections like that was just from a balenciaga collection and the one that really got me was valentino because valentino has been everywhere valentino must have a new person doing their red carpet placements because they are all over the place and they had a heavy presence at the met and it was all stuff from that one, their most recent couture show, which was just huge. It was just yeah. big, 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 and which is great. But like, they're I just beautiful really... dresses. Yes. Yeah, yeah, like, it is beautiful. But I they're mean, look great. Like, it just a lot know, of these. Like, I just like... said, like a lot of people. Everyone looked pretty. I mean, they're beautiful yeah. people wearing beautiful clothes yes. for the most part. I mean, obviously, there's always like Grimes is going to Grimes it up or whatever yeah. she's going to do. But like, but like, there's a ton of people who looked beautiful, and the dresses were beautiful. Mm-hmm. They just. And again, not to be like, oh, everything has to be the thing. But like, that's the thing about the Met. Like those dresses all would have been okay. If I saw them at the Emmys, I'm just like, that looks beautiful. Mm -hmm. If I say it at the Golden Globes, that looks beautiful. But this is the Met. And, and again, it wasn't like it had to be a really wacky theme because it was just like American fashion. Like you could have, if you're a celebrity who isn't Grimes or, or Rihanna, who can just like do anything like I I don't know why I just I don't even understand Grimes and I just but like she stuck out to me she had a sword she had a sword she stuck out in a lot of different ways (laughs) I don't even understand Grimes nor could I tell you anything really about Grimes that I haven't learned on who weekly's podcast but like I you know someone like Rihanna who can do anything right Mm -hmm. and just like look amazing but like if you're if you are a person like Kaya Gerber or someone who just wants to go and look pretty like there were ways and she did look pretty but mm-hmm. I, Actually, I, Kaya I don't know Gerber's was like wear your mom's vintage. old dress that she wore to the Met like her right? was vintage though <laughs> Kaya gets points for that though because her yes. dress was based on um uh, it was a Dior that Bianca Jagger wore to the Met in like 1981 so mm-hmm. I was like yes. oh my god Kaya that's gets true. points she had a that's story. when you're like oh there's people who are thinking about this and you and I think you run into problems because originally the Met didn't require people to dress to the theme and over the years it's evolved into like, yes. you should dress for the theme and so it feels like some people do it and some people don't you're still stuck in this weird place where half the people care and half the people don't so yes, you're like well this true. dress was pretty but it wasn't on theme but it was pretty so like how do I feel about it and then this was hideous but at least they were on theme but it's hideous and like yeah it, it, yeah it's hard like, that's to the mix it. right but I, I yeah to like me, thread that like, needle it would have been really cool to see Vogue use this as because yes, it is the theme was America and the Met is in America, and I think it would have been cool to have them 
work with the CFDA or something to make it almost more of an incubator for some some younger yeah. brands to be like, yeah. you do the homework. Like, we will help you and support you. We will match you with a celebrity. And you come up with what you, what is your statement about American fashion, either through the ages or where it is now, like, and have several designers showcase with the goal of those pieces going in the, in the exhibit to be like, these were designers yeah. we platformed young American designers, hopefully designers of color. Like it, it felt like this was a chance to, if you weren't going to, if you weren't going to like make more of an effort to be more inclusive with American designers on a whole, then at least give, at least give some people a leg up and give them the platform. And I know they're doing a part two in May. So it'll be interesting to yeah. see if part two is a more evolved approach based on feedback yeah, they, they like, got from learn. part one. I don't know. It seems it's strange easy. to do it all over again. The exhibit yeah. looks cool. Like I would love to, yeah. see, to see it. I really wish I could go. Like, obviously I'm not going to be going to New York for some time yet. Um, but well, that's the thing. The exhibits usually that. are amazing. Like that's the thing that, you know, if you don't realize that it's, I mean, you're like, oh yes, it's at the Met. It's called the Met, but like, there's a, an amazing exhibit that's, this is all built around. And, um, that is almost always fascinating and beautifully curated and like, if you are in New York or if you have it or happen to be in New York, like I've never, I've, I've not seen every single one, but every one that I have been to has been incredible. If you're even vaguely interested in fashion and it's history, it's fashion and it's history and it's culture. And yeah, I was just like, eh, like, I wish this would have been better. I know. And then, aren't, you, aren't you sort of sad? Like we all rolled our eyes and groaned correctly. I think when the 2020 theme was announced as basically like time, um, yeah. because, but I, I, I look back and I'm like, oh, I really feel like we were deprived of Katy Perry showing up dressed as like a Jeremy Scott grandfather clock or something. Like, yes. Yes. Like, she would have. Grandfather clock and Beauty and the Beast. Would have yes. Been like costume. really cringy, she but on the nose totally. interpretations of theme where you're like, oh, it's that fun. one would have been really, really, really insane. People would have gone like batshit. It yeah. would have been great. Cause that's what I love too. It's like, it's like, that's better to me for the Met than just like a bunch of, you know, like what? beautiful gowns beautiful gowns you know like yeah it's, like beautiful um, <laughs> valentino gowns made by valentino in france or wherever their atelier is and like not any any not having a, anything to do whatsoever not even attempting to evoke it yeah so, so crazy to me when they announced this theme i thought oh this is easy everyone's gonna nail it i just assumed right? everyone was gonna show up in um you know like that that red jennifer lawrence calvin klein that she wore to the oscars that yes! one year like it would have been so cool if people had just boom. shown up in their old clothes. <laughs> like, yeah, that would have been amazing. Like, like your iconic, yes. you know, like I mean, What's Jennifer Lopez kind of did. Away? Yeah, she kind of did. <laughs> like, she did. I mean, it's like Jayla. her Indiana Jones vibes, but yes. she like understands the. Like you said, it's like it gets overused at the Met. Like understands the assignment, but she like, did though. She sure did, and she understands who J Lo is, yes. and she's like. I am here in all of this Ralph Lauren Americana and I am kind of Indiana Jonesy and I am, you know, there's a whole thing happening, but it's like iconic and American and I'm an American icon. And she was yes. like, and I am here. JLo got it as always. God bless that woman. She is. JLo has brought us so much this summer. God. Been a treat. Isn't it crazy though to think you. like, I was thinking, yeah, about the, 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 you know, the beginning of the pandemic, it was Ben Affleck and Anna DeArmas and now it's Ben Affleck and Jennifer Lopez again. It's like Ben Affleck has bookended our pandemic. Ben Affleck has. I mean, it was just, those two were just, 
that guy, those two, Anna Darmus and Ben, were just taking awkward walks, and it's like nobody walks like that, you guys. But no. okay, we need these photos. Nobody walks. So thank and you for going that out. Hard. Like Ben's not that funny. Like <laughs> and laughs that hard and like walks like intertwined with each other yeah. in such a way that like you know. But again, we needed it at the time. Oh, we, we did. Needed it. Well, also, we needed those pictures of Ben Affleck looking like he was about to drop dead, smoking with a mask like half off his mouth, holding literally the donkeys, dropping his Dunkin' Donuts all over the ground, coffees. Yes, and just like the look on his face was like, I want to die. Picking up his Dunkin' Donuts order and tripping on the curb, like just amazing. (laughs) We like now Ben Affleck a thank you note, Sir Ben Affleck honorary knighthood of the united states that doesn't exist really <laughs> pulled through for all of us thank you and then sir. was just like i'm gonna glow the fuck up back with jennifer lopez i have always stood by ben affleck's messy ass but like i i ride hard for ben affleck but it, it's really been an incredible journey like i just the, i like to imagine it, while this whole thing with anna de armas and ben sad duncan was happening jayla was like at home and like kind of over A-Rod and like flipping through her Instagram and thinking, I got to get in and help this man. Yeah. <laughs> she's like Benjamin, Benjamin, yes. Benjamin. She's the, she, yes. she's the Cher Horowitz of 2021, you guys. She has found a project and she has completed the project. And soon, <laughs> the Pismo Beach Disaster Fund. Exactly. <laughs> disaster Relief Fund is yes. off the charts. Yes, with it's this been super successful this year. All sporting goods have been donated. Um, yeah, she I just, and and some bongs, some bongs. Exactly. <laughs> Didn't Travis Birkenstock bring his box of bongs? Yes, he does because he knows what people he, need in a disaster. He crisis. does. <laughs> that guy gets he, it. and he is again not wrong. That movie is prescient in so many ways. Oh I my know. god, it really is. Um, but yeah, so she's really our modern Cher Horowitz. She she took she took the project and she did it, and she got extra credit. She- bonus all the bonus points yes like I mean, I, I, all the honorary degrees yes. need to be bestowed somebody i and, and like i think people sometimes think like that it, we're being unkind when we say stuff like that and it's like no, no you guys i it's a sincere hat tip to this woman like I could they not... have been doing the most and uh, i could not be more grateful yes. like i am they have fueled me through months of like doldrums yeah and like energized me because this is the shit that gets me energized like this is what gets me off I'm like oh my god oh my god and then it's like the group texts are going you guys have things to write about there's glamour happening in Venice like they're on a boat they're on a yacht they're on a boat they They know they're getting photographed all the time they were on a boat named confusion (laughs) twice (laughs) I was like this is so good I was so confused when this whole thing started back up again and now I see but it, it but it was remember so, when it those like, the debut in venice where it was like there was literally oh. nobody else to look at that anyone cared about but the two of them as opposed to the debut at the met gala where he didn't even walk the red carpet and it was just her and then they like kissed backstage for a second like that They're was like so we'll smart. give you this one kiss there's too many storylines at the met there were no storylines at venice like they made venice they no know one what else they're remembers doing. anything else that happened at venice it was just and the other thing is I they think it's know so nice to have this kind of like honestly wholesome and enjoyable celebrity gossip after years of being like oh or not well yeah I guess years of being like oh no someone says an anti-vaxxer or like um yeah you know on a more serious note uh, the real we had so much coverage of like 
horrible Me Too stuff that was yeah I mean you really can't call that gossip because it's news but like celebrity news that was sincerely distressing and um and like stuff we this, were focusing oh, on that was not yeah. you know it was important stuff and serious yes stuff. yes and um I'm not at all you know like complaining about that obviously I think it was really no important. no of course not but I think that the people who I think America needed Bennett Benefer 2.0 to kind of be this like, is frothy. It's frothy. frothy. It's, that's goodness. The way, that's it's perfect. beautiful. You. you know, like it's it's just like mm. and and like some people like I know people who are like I hate this, but they want to talk about it. You know, yeah. and not like in a, and not hated in a like this is dark, this is sad, and just like I'm annoyed. But that's great. That's yeah, that's, yeah, yeah. That's exactly. what we need. The discussions, you know, about something that's like okay, these gloriously rich like famous, famous, uh, mega famous, like b- taking us back to their relationship from 17 years ago when they were the biggest thing. I mean, it's like, yeah, it's incredible. What a fun thing to be able to talk about for all us normies. And it, Exactly. Yeah. And it's so fun because you know how sometimes like I know when it first happened, people were like, oh, this is, is this just because she doesn't want to like lose the breakup with A-Rod? Like, what is the headspace Which, behind yeah. this? But you know how there are those celebrity couples everyone talks about where you're like, clearly these two people have never actually touched each other sexually. And it's very apparent yes. from all of their pictures. Yes. These two people have banged, will bang, are banging. Like, and you can tell <laughs> yes. and it radiates from them. And so you're like, I don't yes. even care I don't, if, if it lasts five minutes or 50 years, like whatever the motive was, whatever you guys are enjoying each other and it is yes. obvious and like, it's kind of delightful and heartwarming. Like you two hot people should... <laughs> go and do that you should go bang live and let bang yeah, yeah. Living, how i wrote it, it was, on the website and it's it like, like it's great it's just nice it's to so have something great. i think this is what i was like trying to say earlier it's nice to have something celebrity oriented that's like inconsequential mm-hmm. but yes. also big yes you know what i'm saying right. like like this is something that's like very a-list and it's meaningless and just as you said frothy and it's kind of nice to get to be like, oh, my God, this is huge. And it's very silly. Um, it's very silly. And everyone knows about it. You don't have to be like, oh, have do you know what that yeah. is? And you're like, no, everyone knows. Yeah. It's not like everything gets so niche because it can be like, well, if you're not watching the show, you might not know this person, but they're very famous to people who are watching the show. Or like, you know, there's certain there's obviously still like mega stars. Right. But but it, everything gets it's so segmented. So when there's something that just like, yeah, my dad knows what's going, you know, like not the minutia that I might know about Benifer, but like my seven to three year old father is very familiar with the fact that Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck are dating. Again. Yes. You know, it's like, I mean, he also has me for a daughter. So he's also knows everything that happens with Taylor Swift or Harry Styles as well. But like, you know, this is a massive, like every, you know, you don't like every corner of America is like, I, I have heard of this. Yes. Like I a have very, heard of these people. Yes. A very specific subset of people care about Rita Ora and Taika Waititi and maybe or yes. maybe not Tessa Thompson, but pretty much yes. everyone knows about Ben and Jen. And even if they think they don't have an opinion, oh, they do. It's they in do. There. It's there. It's so just in waiting there. for us to, to tease it out of them. Draw it out. Draw it out. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I honestly, I'm like, too bad they didn't have a TV show. They could have come to the Emmys. Like, oh, I, know. I just want them all over. I don't care. I'm not. They're not oversaturating me. No. I mean, at some point they might. But at, right now in this dark time that we live in, like, just keep yeah. showing up and being Jennifer Lopez and Ben Affleck. I think they're like, guarding it better than they did last time. Yes. Last time yeah. there were so many paparazzi shots of them and like they really petered that out 
after the whole are they recreating the Jenny on the Jenny from the block video <laughs> moment, which that was is an amazing theory. Incredible. Oh, that's great. Um incredible. We've, they've really sort of pulled back on that. And so now it is that when they show up, it's it's even splashier and even more satisfying. Yeah. It's a more Jenny delicious knows meal. what she's doing. She does. She she's is, smart. She's a professional. Like yeah. it's it's beautiful and I appreciate it deeply. Yeah. Give the team a raise. Give the team team J Lo like well played slow clap for that whole operation. Yes, I do and wish they sure like Emmys. that would have been exceptional. Oh, like right? Wouldn't it if they just like came in and were sort of like we're here and everyone would have been like awesome. <laughs> like, yeah, we have no thanks. reason to be here. We're not presenting. We're not in a show. We're just here. <laughs> we're not producing anything. Yeah, no. Ben's handing out water bottles um, at the bar. It's great. Ben's like, I've been on TV before. Remember that Project Greenlight show? Like, well, so we're here. <laughs> That's right. Um, which I was very obsessed with back in the day. Jayla was a fly girl. She's been on television. Oh, she's been on That's television. Right. That's right. Yeah. Oh, she knows. She had that TV show on NBC that I never Deep watched. TV roots. See, now why she could have presented Debbie Allen with her honorary Emmy. Oh, yeah. What was that? What was that show that she just had not that long ago where she played a cop? Oh, I that's never right. watched it. Oh, it's the oh one with Ray God. Liotta. What was that called? It was like on NBC, I think. Wow. Yes. I watched a lick that of it. It's like the one piece strange. of Jennifer Lopez content that I haven't watched. I've watched every one of her movies, every, you know, music video, but some, I, I just, was it called like Shades of Blue or something? I, sure. I wanted to say it was Rookie Blue, but it's not. That's the, or that some, was a different one. Okay. And I, but I'm with oh, you. Yeah, it's Rookie something, Blue. maybe it was Shades of Blue. I don't know. I don't know. I never watched a single minute no. of it. Well, no. I'm sure the Grey's Anatomy people would be like, you can join us, JLo. It's fine. Why isn't JLo oh, on Grey's Anatomy, frankly? Like, I'm ready for that. Yeah. Oh, bring it. We're bringing Addison back. I, you know, Addison I screeched. Wait, Heather, joy. do you watch? Oh, yeah. Or is it just a me and Jess thing? Okay. Oh, no, I watch. I actually picked it back up, okay. I think, like a, like two weeks before Jess did. Like, we both yes. kind of had the same mind meld where we were like, I just need Meredith Grey's voice to calm me down. There's something yeah. very soothing about Ellen Pompeo's yes. narration where you're like, yes. everything is terrible. And I want some, I want competent people trying to do good things in the world, making out a whole bunch. And then Meredith Grey, like teasing, teaching me something about my life. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it, so it's not perfect, but I am back. And I'm, I think at this it's point not, I'm, I, I'm I with never it left. it ends. <laughs> yeah. At this I point. never left. No. I never left and I will never leave until they shut it down. But the beauty of Grey's is, so I skipped a couple seasons, but like you don't, but you don't have to go back and like watch what you miss. Like, have you watched a soap opera? You're going to understand. Like, obviously these two people are mad at each other for something. You don't really need to know what it is. Um, like, somebody you, probably fucked somebody else or exactly. messed up a surgery. Like, yes, that's you can fill in the blanks. What happened. Like yeah. you, it's a soap opera. Like they're going to reset it to you. And so basically, this is me just saying to anyone out there who's wondering if they should go back to Grey's Anatomy, the answer is yes. And you're going to yeah. be better for and you'll it. And be, you'll be better for it. Ellen Pompeo looked good at the Emmys. I thought That's so, nice. too. I love her. I yeah, just I love want her, her to do whatever she wants. Um, I thought she did look – she looked kind of scary in a way yes. that I thought was sexy. So that, like, worked. Yeah, it was like a hard – it was a sharp look. Yeah, it was yeah, like sexy, scary priest, lady priest. Yeah, yeah, I'm into it. I thought that Which there should be more of. Um yeah. But the uh, were like n- nice, but not yeah. memorable. Like, I don't really think we're going to be like, oh, do you remember that amazing outfit so-and-so wore to the 2021 Emmys? Like, it all washed over me. And like, some of it was great, obviously. Like, Nicole Byers. Yara Shahidi. Nicole Byers looked great. Um, um, Michaela Cole was beautiful. Fantastic. We will never forget Emma Corrin's bonnet. Oh, that's true. That was an experience. But it other than that, I feel like <laughs> it was a choice. Looked, 
Choices nice. remain. Yes. Oh, yes. and of course, Coach Beard. Oh, right. Coach Coach Beard. Beard. Looking, looking like. Wait, uh, so you RPG aren't little. caught up, right, on Ted Lasso? I am not caught up on Ted Lasso. I am not either. Okay. Are um, you in season two at all? Yes. I will yes. never spoil anything. Okay. I'm yeah I'm I'm I'm, I'm like I see I don't even know how many episodes there are to, to say if I'm halfway through or not but I think I'm trying to think of what last Friday's was was it eight or nine I can't remember I want to say we're through six but I could be wrong okay I don't know how far Jessica is so I, don't I wanna, love it so I don't want to even give you like a plot marker yeah. just in case I just like love it so much I but so I'm much. like really I realized that like and I know that people have been up and down on season two and then of course the backlash against season one because it's so popular people are like well it was gonna happen regardless. Yeah. yeah but like I realized while watching the Emmys that I have like this really deep just like love for some of these people in this show oh, and I like, assume it's because it came effect- at a yeah. time when I didn't know anything about it I had just heard it yeah. was good. And so I started watching it and it just like was exactly what I needed in the exact moment I needed it. And that it's just Swept ideas of like heart. mentoring and kindness and like the strong, like compassionate heart that it has. I just was like, I just feel really like protective and like weirdly loving toward all those people. Oh, so I will defend it. Like won, I, always... I was like, my children <laughs> were winning. Oh yeah. I, I teared up like I, and I also like, I don't get into fights with people on Twitter anymore, but I like there are there have been things that I I lurk more than I tweet. And like when people, you know, are like this season isn't as good. And like it's great, first of all. It's great. Anything that's that popular is gonna get like and it's also within like kind of the media Twitter bubble, like entertainment bubble. Cause I think if you just ask regular people, they're like, I still love Ted Lasso. Um, but I think it's great. And yeah, it's it's like they have to deepen these characters and these relationships and you're going to learn more and they're taking some chances and like and I still think it's funny as hell and it warms my heart I have I tear up frequently but I also laugh so hard and I do also enjoy um the the pop culture references are like smack at our generation so like um if you're gonna you're gonna get me when you're going deep on gen blossoms, like yes. you are speaking my yes. language, you know? Well, yeah. My feeling is, look, I think season one of Ted Lasso is like a, a perfect and beautifully constructed season of television. That is yeah. incredibly unusual. I do not think season two is as good. I think it would have been impossible for season yes. two to be as good. And I also yes. think that a long running television show is going to have like ups and downs as yeah. they figure out what they're doing. Like, and you, like, expecting constant perfection from a TV show is setting yourself up for disappointment because it is literally impossible. Um, it's and impossible. I also think second seasons are really hard sometimes. I agree. It's like I second albums, second, second books. so like, challenging mm-hmm. because that's where you have to prove to everybody that you can be a long-running show. So you can't, like lay out all your unless you know you have an end point in your mind like you can't like if i think every show like heroes lost all those shows struggled in oh season God. two because they were like season of loss is a mess we were like we have to it's set a up a universe where we can prove that we could go for a really long time if we want so we can't actually solve any of the stuff we set up in season one completely so but so and with ted lasso it's like yeah we have to we have to create we have to deepen some of the characters that are already on the canvas and like Maybe there isn't an overarching season arc yet. Maybe there, maybe there is. Maybe it'll be apparent later. But like, maybe some of it's just we have to get to know these people and see how they settle together. I think it's come. The Office didn't have season arcs. I know that. I think it's the the, what the show is like outside of the things we already knew. And no spoilers. um, 
about kindness and like people not being exactly who you expect them to be if you let the give them a chance to you know like mm-hmm. oh Ted isn't just this corny hokey dude you know like Rebecca isn't just like a bitchy divorcee rich lady who owns this soccer this soccer team whatever yeah um like I, there's a theme that has emerged for me in season two and we will talk about it once you guys are mm-hmm. once the season is over because I'm like oh this is this is good and it's something that gets me right in the heart yeah so I think um, I, yeah it's it's and I don't even think it's really a spoiler to say that I think for, yeah for me I think a lot of it is it's about fathers it's about and, fatherhood right and, like um, that's yeah, yeah like it's about fatherhood and father figures and fathering yeah and what and what that can do like, to you yeah. and mentor yeah yeah and it's, it's like great. it's about fathers and it's beautiful and I love dads you know so uh, it's, it's great there's a lot of little things I like it. somebody on Twitter and I always feel bad when I say that because I would love to be able to name the person but it was like two months ago I know, I, know. I don't remember who it was was talking to about the sub thread through the whole show about people who are nice but not kind and kind but not nice and that there's mm. a lot of those different characters and how you're like well Roy Kent is somebody who is kind but not nice yes really and like that's and, a really and good that point you can look at someone like Nate who might be nice but not kind all the time and like but then uh, what yes. it, does it mean yeah, I don't know smart. but that it's just sort of an interesting human observation that's and that really great so is full and I'm, I'm whoever you are sweet genius I don't know who you are and you get credit for that because it's not mine um but yeah, it's they a all, really they and they show. all looked good at the Emmys and I was so joyful for their wins and they were joyful for each other. And I, like Juno Temple and like Hannah, Hannah Waddingham, that's her name, right? Um, Their relationship is their their real life relationship. When you've like I've read interviews with them and the way they talk about each mm-hmm. other and they're very true that you can see come through a screen, even though they're actors, you know, mm-hmm. like, oh, and that like and the whole cast looked great. I mean. Brett Goldstein, like, come on! I know. Like, love I love Roy so Kent much. so much. I just, I mean, like, I would watch a half-hour show that is just Roy Kent at halftime at a football game doing the commentary that he does. <laughs> oh, <laughs> I, mean, I know the commentary oh, was like, really good. Just give me like, that show, please. I want that, and I we, want that on like Fox NFL be, Sunday. Can ESPN two do that for Premier League? Like the I Mannings know. are doing their thing. Like we yeah, just get, but that, it's like, Roy a web Kent. Series. Like, yeah, it really should be. It's so good because and the all the other people in that are so good. And I, I haven't looked up to see whether the main host is like an actual. I think host. he is. Yeah, I, I didn't I didn't know, but I was like, I just he's so good. <laughs> like, the only reason so I know good. that is because I think everyone else on the um, uh, like commentating panel is credited as themselves. OK, which makes okay. me think oh. that like actually primarily commentators yes. like I, they're I all so good together. interests. And this is a soccer is not one of them unless it's the World Cup or the Olympics. So same. I don't know. Same here. That's me, um, too. I'm so American that way. I'm like, sorry. I mean, I can't <laughs> fit all my sports in. I have a There's lot, a lot. to watch. Yeah. Um, but so I mean, I you do, do baseball in a way that I don't do. So I that's do. a very long and intensive season. It is. I I care about playoff baseball basically, and I've never had a baseball team. So like that's that's a huge chunk baseball of your time right there. Well, the thing about Grueling. baseball is it's also extremely soothing, though. Like I mean, not yes. right now where we're heading into the playoffs; it's very stressful. But like in the middle of the season, baseball is you turn it on, you can do your laundry, you can take yeah. a nap. Like it is an incredibly soothing background noise. You look up when you hear like a crack of the bat or like the whoever's calling the game's voice gets kind of like high and it's a long game. So it's, I find it to be incredibly soothing. That's true. Background That's noise. a good point. That's a good point. Whereas hockey, yeah. which I love and is also, it's not as long, but it's a long season. Um, you can't look away. 
And you don't want, because you're just right. like, something's going to happen. And maybe it won't, but you think it's going to for about three hours. <laughs> and then it's, it's, right. it's very intense. It's my favorite live sport. So it's just so like, go, 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 go all the time and then fight. Um, and obviously I've had to work Love. in curling because I'm Canadian. Yeah, now that oh. Heather is in Canada, she has to yeah, be curling. curling. <laughs> and I'm the person who the other day I turned on a CFL game and I was telling, I was like, Kevin, like. <gasps> I actually totally get some of these CFL. Like I was like, the last two minutes of a CFL game are actually interesting, <laughs> even if the game's not close. And because it's, it's they have like some rule where you basically, I think after t- like you know in an American game, if if you get to the two minute warning and you're winning and you get a first down, you can take a knee and the game's over. Yeah. And like yeah. something about the timing rules and the CFL and the fewer downs and all that stuff means you can't do that. So the last two minutes of the game, you're like, oh, there could be like five or six more possessions coming. Like. Oh, wow. So it's an actually interesting end of the game. And then I just had to sit down and be like, I have, I have now. You're like, (laughs) you just like Canadian up real hard. I'm wearing (laughs) curling socks and a curling t-shirt and I'm discussing the CFL with my husband. I have. Yes. You fully transitioned to living in Canada. Bathe in some maple syrup and call it. I was going to say you need some maple (laughs) something. The thing that I'm super curious about is as we as we come into October, you start to look ahead to the new year, um, which is award season typically and usually kicks off with the Golden Globes. But hasn't NBC said they're not yeah. going to air the Golden Globes this year? Yeah. So will yeah. they will the Golden Globes happen? Will someone else pick them up? Like what is gonna will that kick off award season or will will it be the the yeah. illustrious critics choice awards that kick off award season i don't know um but because usually i you totally get, had like, forgotten the about the whole yeah. people's choice awards have they done those yet i don't know but usually like the end of the year you get some like the, of the academy run up those little things yeah, yeah. but yeah. then the globes that's I don't right know. I don't know if it'll happen. I don't think the globes are going to happen. I don't think they're going to happen because I don't think anybody can touch that with like a 10 foot. No, I don't think anyone will go. And like the stock and trade of the globes is like, oh my God, let's, let's nominate this A-list actor for this incredibly bad movie he was in because he'll show up. Yeah. Um, Like the, the tourist, the one I always go back to is the tourist. tourist. Yes. I remember going to a screening of the tourist, like in a screening room in Los Angeles and like, I couldn't walk out because there's like it was like 12 people <laughs> and I was like this is the worst thing I've ever seen and then they're like we're gonna nominate this entire situation for Golden Globes it's like that's the pinnacle of like yeah okay and we know this and this is what the Globes do right this, yes. we know this but but it'll be interesting because I remember last year when, yes they're also super problematic and like Nobody knows who votes and like what their qualifications are. But I remember when this was all coming to a head sort of last year at the Globes, then the Critics' Choice Awards were like a week later. And you're like, why can't these be the Golden Globes? Like as much as you make fun of like the Critics' Choice Awards doesn't have a cute name or whatever, but it's like it's the film and TV critics. But I think for as far as I know, it's people people have heard of who are voting (laughs) and like more legit. Yes. Yeah. And it feels like and they sit at they sit at tables and drink booze. So like, why can't that be a big deal? Like that could be the kickoff of because it's I think it's just as I I think it's both film and TV. So it spans just as much stuff. And I remember when we were covering it, I was like, yeah, you're getting like you're getting Viola Davis. Like you're getting all the big celebrities at this. Um, So why can't that turn it into a bigger production? Yeah. I I hope they do. I would not be surprised if they if they did not realize this as well. If they want to spend the money is probably the question. If they would like to call us to consult, we would yes. be happy yeah. to take a, a nice 
stipend to yes. give our opinions about how to like, make the show good. Otherwise, how are people going to kick off? Like literally the first event of the new year is the Golden Globes. That's how we, that's how people yeah. emerge from the cocoon of the holidays. Well, hasn't that been though? Like, I mean, along with, of course, much more serious things, but like the missing markers of time in like entertainment and sports, like, oh, wait, the Met, but it was September. Oh, wait, like the NBA finals, but they were this. Oh, Mm -hmm. you know, like all the, all of our, like, like, that's how people like me. And I think you guys like mark time both professionally because that was so much for less so for me now, but like, Mm -hmm. you know, it'd be like, okay. And then back to school was like September fashion week and like, yeah, you know, all these different things. And then when they all went away for like 18 months and you're, but then some of them happened, they just happened at a different time of year. Mm -hmm. And it really messed with my head. Yeah. Yeah, you feel very unmoored in time, sort of. Yes, yes. Like, I was complaining about, to someone, probably Heather, about how much work last week was for us because it was the VMAs, right. and then the Met was the next day, and then the Emmys were at the end of the week, and I was like, ugh, and then the dumb Emmys, and then I was like, that's not fair. The Emmys are always around right now. Like, the right. Emmys didn't really move. It's everything else that, like, got moved around that made this so difficult so I was unfairly um yeah maligning the Emmys when they had done nothing it's wrong. not the Emmys fault it's no. like Ross like don't blame the questions you exactly. know like, don't blame the Emmys <laughs> yeah well I'm so glad that it was just and again like I said I had so much fun reading the site anytime but it was fun to have all this I know it makes it very busy for you guys no it's but good. It, it's it was very fun to have all this like burst of content yes. of like good dresses bad dress, whatever if the met was but it was there and it happened and all these famous people went and i got to read your recaps of it and that made me happy yeah me too honestly and in the like at the the in the moment when you're you've been sitting for seven hours and you're tired and you're like oh my god i still haven't done these 25 people um and you're like making sure you haven't missed anybody like it's it's tiring as and it's yes it's it very is. hard on my old body like in my circulation and all this stuff where I'm like I can't sit for this long and like a steady it gets a lot of sitting and focusing and yes. staring at my screen which doesn't like sound like the end of the world but photo, it's really hard yes but you're like in Getty or whatever but you're in and pulling images and all that stuff yes but like yay for the fact that that's my job and I can do it for my house so that's fine. yes but also yes. like yes. you think oh but it's a look we have content and and it's the easiest because it's like you turn around and you stumble into another pool of content whereas for such a long time it was like what am I going to write about today even yeah. you know and then that you get periods like that even during normal times where you're like it's yes. August what am I going to write about today <laughs> there's nothing so it having just so much stuff. Like I remember Who the Met was exhausting after the VMAs, but like I turned oh my to gosh, Kevin afterwards yes, and my, I was just like, it's so nice to have stuff to say and stuff to look I was at. happy to have it. It was yeah. regular complaining. It was like yeah. standard issue complaining. Yeah. yeah. Well, that's how I'd always be like, oh, it's fashion week and I'm so yeah. exhausted. And I was, I mean, I was exhausted. Mm-hmm. I was running around and then you're finding you like you guys know, like then you're finding time to like sit in a cafe and write a post before you have to get to this other show and the mm-hmm. internet's down and the blah, 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 you know, and it's, it is exhausting. And yeah. that's why, I mean, fashion flu is like real mm-hmm. before not COVID like just being, getting sick cause you're worn down and there's yeah. event you know, shows going till 11 o'clock at night and then you're up late writing and all that stuff. But it's like the good kind of yes. complaining and stress, you know, yeah. where I'm like, Oh, for I'm sure. exhausted. But like, I also live for this a little bit and like, yeah. um, yeah, it's still and fun. It, it's but still I, fun. I enjoyed complaining about it. Let me put it that yeah, way. Yeah. It felt, didn't it feel like you're like, nature is healing. I'm complaining about having too many events, you know, yeah. it's like how it awards season normal. gets. Yeah. Yeah. It was, yeah. It, it was nice, nice to, it was nice to get to complain about having too many fashion shows to cover. That is for sure. 
Um, wait, I want to ask you a question and you don't have to answer. Are you guys working on any, a new book? We're not. Well, okay. we're like, we're like thinking about the fact that we need to be working on a new book. <laughs> so let's put it that way. Yes. I'm okay. sure it's, That's good. It's that same old thing where, again, please nobody feel sorry for us because it's not a complaint, but like when we, we write all the time for our day job. And so yeah, the idea it's of really taking, hard. taking a break from that to then write something else is using the it's exact hard. same muscles. It's just different I types know. of, so you're just like, Oh, I can't sit down and do more of that. I need to get away from my computer. And so it's been really hard to get back. And we just were so tapped out for such a long time as everybody no, was listen, like, and there are people I, who were tapped was, out yeah. and they were creating anyway and props to them. But Good. like, yeah, for us, God we bless had them. to keep our wit to keep our day job going. So we were like, we don't have the emotional. Well, that's the other to- thing. Yeah. I I'm trying to work on something and it's, it's so hard when you're and again, not complaining, very lucky to write for a living in any capacity. Um, but yeah, it's hard. But I just love your book so much. Thank that's you. Yeah, we're definitely like, going to write something. Super fan. At some point, we need to get ourselves like together. To but that's why I just next. need to reread Air Affair, I think, because I like the royal we when I got like and luckily I get like early I got early copy and whatever I read it and I was like so sad to say goodbye to my friends this is how when I love a book so much I'm like I miss my friends in my book you know um but then I reread it right before Air Affair came out which is the sequel to the royal we you guys so if you have not read those like they're delightful and so well done and the characters are so like well crafted and um, if you like ro- the royals or don't like the real life royal, it doesn't matter. They're great. It's a great story. So and now I think I'll just have to reread the air affair. I love rereading things too. So me that's, too. I that's love. actually a great. That used to be my big sick day source of comfort was yes. to reread books that I loved. Which unfortunately for a long time those were the Harry Potter books, and I've really had, have a troubled relationship with those now. So I have not been. Do you know those. that I never did Harry Potter? It's very oh, really? off brand for me. Never did it. Yeah. And now I'm like, so. well, and now you okay. can't. <laughs> now I, I can't. But like, um, it's and really weird because but... it's 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 so. And I I'm sad because I know how important they are to people, and I have things like that that are as important to me. Like I understand having that kind of relationship with a book or a mm-hmm. show or a movie or something like I get it. So I, I, I don't know why, like my mom was very into them. My sister read them. I don't, I just never did it. And I love magic and mm-hmm. YA and you know, it's like, I don't not read younger book. Like it's, it's just very strange that I never did it. And I'm obviously aware of I live in the world. Like I know what a muggle is. Like I know, you know, like I know the construct of the story. I know who certain characters are. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I never did it. Yeah, and then now like it's them. like all. Yeah. But you know, the older you get, the more comfortable you get being like, you know what? Not everything has to be for everyone. I don't need to apologize yeah, for exactly. That I didn't do this. No, exactly. Like I didn't do it and it's fine. And it, there's, that's the one very nice thing about being and like, for me, it's, this is totally unrelated to anything cultural. It's like, I just finally got old enough to be like, you know what? I don't have good taste in beer. I don't, I want a Michelob Ultra or give me a cold Miller Lite. Yeah. Like I don't need your IPA. I don't exactly. need, I am too old to mm-hmm. try to force myself to drink prestige beer when I don't like it. I'm basic. No, isn't, I'm basic and isn't it's Isn't it so freeing? Like yes. just whatever it is, whether that's yeah. like your beer, your wine, your TV yeah. show, your book you like rereading, like yeah. just not, or like loving something unabashedly that people think is like dorky or yeah. whatever. It's just like, I don't care it yes. brings me joy if you think it's stupid great don't watch it yeah. don't drink it don't read it you yeah. know and, and like, I, will I do certainly the same have my you. shows that I love to hate watch 
But oh, they yeah, bring me joy. The hate watching brings me joy where I'm like, this dumb show. I can't believe how dumb this show is. I can't oh. wait to watch the next one. It's so dumb. It's um, so dumb. I mean, I love doing that too, yeah. but it's like, whatever that is, it's like so nice to be like, in your, for me, it's like to certainly been in my forties, like just being like, yeah, I don't care Yeah, just if that's... someone thinks I'm ridiculous no. or if I'm, yeah, it's fine. I was discussing fine. this with Jessica because there are a couple of new shows that were coming on that I thought looked pretty bad in all the previews. And one of them was the big leap, which is the dance. Oh, sure. Like, and sure. the trailers for that were so earnest and it was very, they were previewing yeah. it. Like, do you remember that show where, um, Josh Radner from how I met your mother, oh, I was just going to say Ted Mosby with a beard was like the, the, the drama teacher, or he was an English teacher yes. who was having a life crisis. So he decides to take over the drama department from Rosie Perez and like change everyone. And it was like, really like the white, the bearded white savior is going to come and like yes. save yes. all of these kids lives through theater from Rosie freaking Perez who didn't need his help. Um, Exactly. And like everyone, of course, comes to be like, he's really important. Um, and so that was really, it was previewing like that show. And I was like, yes. well, I really hated that show. And of course, I hated I'm that show super so curious much. to see, did I watch it? Oh, yes. And I hated it so much. I did too. I um, hated it so much. I was so mad while I was watching it. And I was just oh like, God. it's on series record until I, it gets canceled. I was like, this is going to pull it together, right? No, maybe it will. Mm-hmm. No. And then you start watching because you're hoping the main characters will get a nasty come up in. So that didn't happen either. Yes. But um, no. so th- this show, I was like, uh oh, and I watched it and I was texting Jessica about it yesterday because I was like, Jessica, I sort of was charmed by it. It's much more acerbic than the preview. Oh, it, it's not. Okay. It's not that like, like the preview was all Scott Foley saying things like the show is going to turn everyone's lives upside down and it's supposed to be like inspirational. And in the reality, his character, he's like a jerk. He's like a reality show producer who's like super insensitive and kind of a, and is enjoying like the chaos he's creating. And like, there's a lot of really good, but it's, it has a much more acidic point of view than you'd think it's going to. And I was okay. like, oh, I might like the show. Okay. <laughs> I might watch it. Said, I might watch like, it when we get off the phone. She was like, and you may hate it, but like Jessica was like, Heather, it's okay to like things. And I was like, I know, but like <laughs> I was walking into it, expecting it to be awful. And now I'm like, is my judgment, is it awful? And I just don't know anything. Like, am I, am I just off? <laughs> like, I mean, listen, all of our brains are, have been broken by the internet and then broken uh, by a pandemic. Yes. And like broken by uh, four years of a bad president. Like we're just, it's like wherever it's like, whatever your brain, whatever part of your brain is into it. Yeah. Like, I'm like, you know, what? I'm just, just gonna let it fly, let it go. And maybe I'm, maybe I'm off, but whatever. Maybe and then you might hate it. I'll, I'll by episode later. two. Yes. I'll recalibrate like, later. It's fine. I get sucked into all these shows because I feel like a, a pilot is so hard and weird yes. and so far yes. removed from the rest of the show. Cause like they haven't hired the writer's room yet and they are just getting to know their actors and whatever. And like, so I always end up being like, well, I'll give it to like episode four to see if it figures itself out. And that's how I end up getting stuck with all these shows that I may not. I know. Like. And then I don't quit things cause yes. I'm like a, not a quitter. Well, you know, Mike sure had this quote. Yes. Um, about like how he wishes you could like completely write and create and produce like season one of a a comedy and then throw it out and start again. And I I think that's just so true to your point. Like it's just like giving a writer's room and a cast and a production team and a crew like, of course it can't work that way. No, I I understand why it doesn't, but it's that, that sentiment makes so much sense. Right. You know? Especially. And then when you're like, well, I wish more shows had more chances in that way. Cause you're like, yes. Oh, well, you do like you look at the office and parks and rec, like Mike sure shows, even Brooklyn nine, nine, yeah. I think they each took a season and that first season really yep. was rough. And then they figured out what worked about it. And they leaned into that and you're like, Oh, so many other things. I bet it's Which never happens anymore. Right. Yeah. Like they, no one gets that very few 
shows get that space. Exactly. Um, I mean, like the CW shows, ratings are so irrelevant now. The CW has shows that are getting a point zero. Yeah. Which crazy. is crazy. But, but like, how does it exist? Hopefully it will still exist forever. But like, I just network TV, like ratings just aren't decipherable anymore. Like you look at the ratings that a show like MASH would get and you look now and people, if you get a point five, you're a hit show. <laughs> yeah. Or, and then, and young people are like, yeah, I mean, Grey's Anatomy is just a Netflix show. And you're like, it's not, oh my God. it's, it's so on ABC more. and, uh, like, you know, but like they just watch it, you know, and like 12 yeah. year olds are obsessed with it and that's great. And they should be, cause especially those early seasons, there's oh, so nothing oh better than experiencing those for the first time. Mm. But, like shows up. Holy shit. Oh. Get ready, just, kids. The That's thrill. Well, I was like, sometimes on TikTok, I get in on some Grey's Anatomy TikTok and they will like big pivotal scenes and they'll, um, film someone watching them for the first time and that's a real treat for me i enjoy that oh, man. i will and never then... forget we all watched um because it was after the super bowl right the episode yeah. where with kyle chandler coach and chandler the bomb in the chest yeah coach yeah. yeah yeah and like we were all they watching that in my that living one. room and oh did they that's oh right. that's a good one they yeah we were watching that in my living room together and it was like yeah. <gasps> and we were all crying and like back when Grey's anatomy had those awful opening credits Boop, boop, Would you forget boop, where a thing? Nobody knows when it was. Yeah, like those were just so bad. But you're like, oh, I heard that song in an anthropology one day, and I the entire time oh I was browsing, I was like, why do I know the song? What is this show? And as I was walking out the door, I was like, Grey's Anatomy out loud to myself. <laughs> <laughs> well, like, this what? other thing that's been super viral on TikTok is they're using the sound. Um, and it's they're not using the Grey's Anatomy clip, but it's the sound of when Christina, they're like, do you need and they're like, somebody sedate oh me. My God. <laughs> you guys, I said that. So I had surgery um, a couple of weeks ago. And when the anesthesiologist came in, he goes, I'm going to give you a little sedation. And I said, somebody sedate me. It was my grace joke. And like, nobody got it. And oh, the last thing no. I remember. Before I lost consciousness, I was like, well, that didn't work. <laughs> <laughs> That's like so sad because I say it all the time and I loved seeing it pop on TikTok. Like, I'm like, I enjoy this. I don't even know if everybody knows that it's from Grey's Anatomy because sometimes like a, a sound will go viral and like they don't know what it's from. But um, I, I think because the youth watch so much Grey's Anatomy that they probably do. But I'm like, this is one of the greatest... I mean, uh, the how there's so many Christina Yang moments, oh. but like that's a the in a, a, a top ten for me, a top five possibly. I mean, Mama stole my eyebrows is also. A <laughs> oh, that was also good. She's the best. Oh, She's so her. good. Yeah, the greatest. The greatest. I was like, I was um, watching it over during the pandemic. I started yeah. my rewatch as did so many people, and I was like, I if I were if this were the beginning of Grey's Anatomy all over again i would start a blog about how good her hair is like christine yang's oh, hair is so fantastic so and i good. feel like it was it was like an unsung glory of that show it really was yeah. it's like we weren't paying enough attention because no. we were so it was like we were so plot focused and right and, and, and character yeah that so show has good hair in general though i mean like look at patrick Dempsey. yeah that man's hair is exceptional yeah there's a lot of good hair on that show a, God, I love show. that show so much. It's the best. I can't wait for I know. it to come back. <laughs> well, that's it. And then that's what makes me go like, I always say this all the time too, but from Reality Bites, and she's just like, Melrose Place was a really good show. <laughs> yeah, also true. <laughs> Both true and, and true of so many other things. Yeah, but it's like, I just use that. I'm like, Melrose Place. And it's just like, Grey's Anatomy is a really good show. Um, 
Well, I will not take up the rest of oh your God. entire day. This has been so much fun. So I have fun. missed you so I'm much. You. Too. <laughs> Can we come Just back? at least getting to getting yes, anytime you okay. want. Good. Um, wait, t- so obviously gofugyourself.com is your website. Yes. yes. Um, where can people find you elsewhere on like social media and Twitter and all that good stuff? Because you guys still tweet. You're on Instagram, ish. right? I mean, ish. I know, ish. I think a lot so of people bad at figuring that out have been like a little off Twitter just because like yeah I you know, know that I'm... that gif where like um from the Simpsons where he opens the door to the bar and then just like sees it and then like turns around yeah. and walks out yeah I feel like That's... a lot of people feel that way about Twitter right now it's um so true after years so true. of just like also be very very online I yeah. came to the conclusion that I need to be somewhat less online yeah but we Same. are at Fug Girls, F-U-G-G-I-R-L-S on Instagram and on Twitter. And yeah. we please come by. But yeah. the yeah, best come way by. to find us is, but the, really best like is the website. No, really read the website because that's where like you guys can there's space, you know, there's it's just it's the happy place. Thank the you. website is the happy place. We can't control the rest of social media. Not <laughs> no, that you guys aren't right. happy on social, you know, but like I'm the same way. I have had to I mean, I have a serious TikTok problem, but like I have had to like try to get myself a little more offline because like we did, like all of us were living so online. Like I lived on Twitter, mm-hmm. yeah. tweeting nonstop. And it's, I can't, my, I can't do it anymore. It's too dark. Mm-hmm. It makes me not feel good inside at all. Yes. Agreed. And some days I don't even look at Twitter, which That's is like, I never thought I would get there. I mean, mm-hmm. I spend too much time on Instagram and uh, TikTok, but you know. We'll pick our battles. Yeah, some of it for time, me right? was just like it's the twenty-four hour news cycle too, where you're just like, yeah. I feel like something else is going to happen, and I need to know is there anything else happening? What's yeah. going on with COVID? What's going on with Trump? What's doing this? I know. And you just would refresh, 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 totally. and then you're suffocating, and and then going to bed at two o'clock in the morning, and you're like, I had my phone on, and now I'm anxious about the state of the world, and I'm never. And like, why is my heart beating so fast? Yeah, yeah, exactly, exactly. Well, yes, you know, you guys will have to come back. We can, you can come back anytime you want. Yay. Also, yes. this is our first like three person pod. I'm into. Oh, yay. It. oh good. Yeah. Look at Very us exciting. making history. And I even, well, I just want you to know, I even put my hair in an Abby Gardner tribute top knot today. <gasps> yay. Yes. I love it's, it. It's up and it's staying up. And it's going to look amazing best. when I take it down at like 1 a.m. to go to bed. <laughs> Sometimes mine just stays up there for like three days. <laughs> mine, when it comes down, it has like this great 80s soap opera quality because it falls down, but it stays away from my face. And so it's like this cloud oh, I of love curls that. behind my head. Yes. And it's very like early you know 80s what? Morgan Fairchild. You know what we should do? You guys should come back and we should talk about 80s soap opera. Yes. Oh, my God. <laughs> okay. Yes. Yes. Let's We're do here. like Dallas Dynasty. Like, let's talk about okay. it. And like nighttime soaps and daytime soaps. Because we Kane. are all soap opera people. Is yeah. someone I mean, streaming Erica Dallas Kane. anywhere? I just I suddenly know, really I, am I like, that will be my next project. Is that would be Dallas. a next. I would, yeah. I would rewatch Dallas. Just like. Dallas, the I mean, Dallas theme and the Dynasty theme were like oh, among the first songs I ever learned how to play on the piano. Oh, yeah. I made my, my best brother, my piano teacher to write them out for me. My brother, so my brother's like six years younger than me. So Dal- Dallas also reminds me of my mom, which makes me happy. But um, we used to watch with um, Barb McConnell, our next door day. The McConnells live next door to us. but And so I was inappropriately watching it at like, you know, age eight seven eight oh, yeah eight, whatever but then my brother who was like a toddler would ask of people is he a ewan <laughs> <laughs> about people like in the real world yeah that's amazing like 
Yeah, like everyone's that's how a Ewing inside. Everyone's yeah. Inter- emotionally, yes, he is a Ewing. Right? Yes. Or is it yeah. Is he a Ewing or a Barnes? Which are you? Oh yeah, like whatever. <laughs> team Ewing, team Barnes. Okay, yeah, that's we're gonna we'll get that yeah. on the docket. Well, I mean, Marlena's possessed by the devil again. On I know. Oh, is it, is, is it like, back in Marlena? I heard it's also in Bill. Who is like? Oh my god, I gotta turn on days. And like, I gotta turn on name, days his too. Name, his name's Bill in real life. Maybe that's not his name on the show. Doug. His name's Doug on the show. I think he's ninety five. Oh, he's ninety five in real life, and he's possessed oh, yeah, by the devil in, on days right now. I know this from, <gasps> from Instagram. He is possessed by the devil, and I think the devil used him to also possess Marlena. Good. I mean, oh my Marlena god, I gotta is, get back. Marlena. I mean, is, we were raised on these soap operas. Yes. We <laughs> Someone. Oh um, Instagram DM'd us on Instagram. She was like, oh, I remember watching this when I was eight. And I was like, oh my God, I was in college when this was on. I'm a million years old. But yes, <laughs> I'm <Yeah>. excited also. <laughs> oh my God. This has made me so excited. Okay. All right. We got to go Amazing. watch Jake's. Um, I'm going to, yeah, let's go watch Jake's. Like right now. <laughs> I, I'm going to check and see if Dallas is streaming anywhere. Yeah. And I will text you immediately. Excellent. But thank you so much for going on. Thank uh, you for on. I love you. It was a delight. Really I miss fast. you. I miss you too. All right. We will be right back. Thank you so much to Heather and Jessica. As you can tell, we had a, just a terrible time chatting. Um, honestly, they're just the best. I, it was so hard. I did I did actually edit a couple things out. It's so hard for me to edit these down because I think the conversations are just so fun. But I'll, I'll also definitely get them back to talk about 80s soap operas, which as you can hear from the end there is a, a shared passion of all three of ours. And, um, you know, if if you enjoyed the show and would like to rate and review on Apple Podcasts, of course, that's always appreciated. Or if you want to share the show with a friend who you think would like it, that's um, one of my favorite things when I hear about that someone's like, oh, and I send it to my friend. So I, I love that. I um, again, you can follow me at Abby C. Gardner on Instagram at we have notes on Instagram. I'm at Abby Gardner on Twitter. And you can sign up for the newsletter at wehavenotes.substack.com. I'll probably get a little more in depth on um, a couple of the things I mentioned at the top of the show. And yeah, just thanks for being here. I love it so much that even like one person listens to this show. It's very, makes me feel very warm and fuzzy inside. And until next week, Oh, you know what you should do if you haven't already. I didn't even get into this, but you should go um, look at the photo that Harry Styles posted on Instagram of himself in an ice bath after his show in Chicago last weekend. Um, I don't think you'll be sad that you did, even if you're not in the coven of psychos. Um, yeah, take a look. It's a nice, it's a nice black and white, you know, shot. You can just look at it for the composition if you want, or other things whatever, whatever floats your boat. And I will talk to you soon. 